the guy clearly is not one to not miss opportunities. He likes to get a good opportunity missed. <laughs> Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? No, I'm doing all right. <laughs> doing, I'm doing all right. Okay. Yeah. We are recapping Mentel all today. We are. But first, we have some business to which to attend. Housekeeping. You housekeeping. Might say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Does this count as housekeeping? I think this is the definition of housekeeping, is removing furniture that you no longer use. From the house. From the house. Yes. And of course, we're talking about the You Scratch Our Back Will Injure Yours contest. Mm-hmm. And we got a vociferous response. <laughs> yes. Uh, we were touched, actually. We were touched. We, I'm not kidding. We were really touched. We read every single email, every mm-hmm. entry. Mm-hmm. Many people are looking for more discomfort and more <laughs> redness in their living room. <laughs> But we have one winner. Yes. Chosen randomly. Chosen randomly. Mm-hmm. As much as it pained <laughs> us. Trust me, it pained us. Some of you guys earned this chair. Yeah. But we had to choose randomly to be fair. Yeah. So please give me a derm roll. Oh, a derm roll? A derm roll. <laughs> give me a derm roll. <laughs> Stop for a second. Do another one. The winner of the <laughs> we. Sc- Hold on a second. Excuse me. Get ready for another one. There's two drum rolls. One is a drum roll to introduce the winner, and the other one is the actual winner. Okay. And the winner of the you scratch our back, we injure yours is. <laughs> From Oxford, Mississippi, Megan Pickles, you are the winner of a very uncomfortable red chair. Yay. Congratulations, Megan Pickles. Please email us by this Friday at midnight to claim your prize. Mm -hmm. This is a really hard deadline this time, actually, because we're leaving town next week. So, yes, please email us by this Friday at midnight and we will get that out in the mail to you. Mm -hmm. And the other bit of housekeeping is the fact that we're leaving town next week. Yes. As you may know from my Instagram, uh, I have a contract in Seattle with Seattle Opera and Andy is joining me on this one. So we will be heading to Seattle next week. So please send us your recommendations. Yeah. We want to know good eats, good events, good good driving tours. Yep. Yeah, good things to do in Seattle. Things that locals do. Yeah, and because last time I was there actually for my last contract, mm-hmm. it was still, uh, it was much more COVID, not that it's not covid now, but it was a lot uh, harder to do things this time last yeah. year. we can actually do stuff. Yeah, I, I th- think I so. hope. I think, I think. so, somewhat. Yeah. No <laughs> coffee recommendations, by the way. No? No. Why not? But the whole, the, the Seattle is <laughs> one city of coffee. Okay. All right. And then with that out of the way, I think we can discuss men tell all. Yes. Shall we? Mm-hmm. All right, Andy. Overall thoughts on this tell all? <sighs> I have to say, disclaimer here, I am not a big fan of the tell alls. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't totally lacking in entertainment, but it, it, it was, was definitely something I could have skipped. Yeah. So historically... I tend to like the tell-all because mm. I like to see how people behave differently based on having seen themselves and having experienced yeah. the reaction to them. However, I find in recent seasons, it's sort of moot because even if you have reflected and feel differently than you did at the time, there is benefit to acting all angry and keeping the same battles alive because you maybe want to go on paradise. So more and more, I dislike, rather, I dislike tell-alls more and more. Well, I feel like any show, as it it really wears on through its teenth seasons, (laughs) it becomes self-twentieths. Yeah. Teenth? We're past the teenths. Yes. We're into the... Ease. It's no longer an adolescent show. No, it's it's become self-aware. This is yeah. what happens. The shows become self-aware. And sometimes shows like The Simpsons kind of pull it off a little bit, but not that great. They become self-aware with with dignity. Mm-hmm. I feel like the mental has become self-aware without dignity. <laughs> <laughs> As has the whole franchise, but you know, to some degree. And I, I don't I don't enjoy that. Yeah. We were both 
tremendously bored during this tell-all. Yes, we were. And we're going to do our best to make things interesting, but... Yeah, the thing I look forward to in these tell-alls is seeing who made the worst choices in the off-season. Who came back, who who decided to do something terrible to yeah. their head and or face? Yeah, you really like to observe how people are dressing differently, if they've done something with their hair, their yeah. face. You, you always have been like that, actually. There have been some good decisions, and there have been some poor decisions. And I hate to say it, I'm going to call out my, my my New York City brother. <laughs> I love you dearly, Romeo, but you caught the frosty from Martin. <laughs> I know you were you were probably in his room a lot, and you know it's very transmissible. The I, frosty. I don't think it looks bad on him. It doesn't look bad. That's not the point. But I question the choice. <laughs> okay. I will Is leave that, it at that the main thing? The main. Yeah. Everyone else sort of physical. kind of. I have to, actually. I have to say, like, as far as as men as people tell all yeah there were the fewest number of radical appearance changes i've ever seen yeah except for romeo and that was kind of like you know okay big deal he frosted his hair it's not a huge i mean it is kind of a huge change (laughs) unfrost your hair romeo immediately okay that aside yeah uh we were bored we were bored yeah but shall we get going yes let's do it okay so this tell all kicks off with caitlin and taisha and they are in good form. Mm-hmm. And they introduce now the men from the season who chose to tell all with us today. They did tell all. And those guys are Martin, Chris S., Romeo, Ryan, Casey, Daniel, PJ, Spencer, Pardeep, Olumide, Will, Rick, Peter, and Rodney. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little cruel to put Peter right next to Rodney because you could really hear the difference in applause i know yeah i mean there's obviously a tremendous strategy that goes into seat placement for this oh yeah yeah yeah. i think a lot of it actually has to do with cuts with cuts yeah yeah like they didn't want to put peter and will next to each other because then you could really right splice their arguments exactly more easily if they're yeah, not next yeah. to each other anyway but yeah good point thank you andy look how good you're getting oh, at I'm, this I'm, I'm, I'm a pro season pro and so they're asked how they felt on night one meeting michelle for the first time mm-hmm. Casey says that Michelle is magnetic and meeting her knocks you out. Wow. Casey in general is a very vocal. Yeah. He really likes to express himself strongly. Yeah. And we saw a bit of that throughout the season, but wow, he really, uh, really came through. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Caitlin says that as innocent as these men seem, there was no lack of drama on the season. And we get a recap now. Every bit of tension we saw, including Ryan Gate, Martin Gate, and Chris Asgate. Mm Mm-hmm. And of course, Jamie Gate, but they even saved Jamie for later. Yeah. There's a lot of fanfare around Jamie. But we'll start first with Will and Peter. Mm. So Will says to Peter, if you wanted to promote your business, you should have gone on Shark Tank. I mean, mic drop. That was very good. It was good. And we keep hearing, it's not just Will who's saying this. Apparently, he was talking about his business and pizza a lot. This is not a secret. No. He went on the show to promote his pizza business. Yeah. And Will called him out. And, and as always, Will in very good form with the dissing. Yeah. Very impressive. <laughs> Casey says, this is funny. Casey says, what people don't realize because you only see a snippet of Peter is that he's awful all day <laughs> yeah, long. It's like Peter just doesn't suck in the scenes you saw him and he sucks every point in his whole life. <laughs> he says, you can't hear yourself think there's 30 guys, but only one person who can't shut the fuck up. I mean, this this is it was coming from a place of real passion. There was universal dislike of this man. That's the thing I always say where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Too many people dislike Peter. Too much smoke. Yeah. It was so smoky, you couldn't see anything. It was like one of those horror movies in the graveyard where you're just like, it's nothing. Does that ever happen? Like what graveyard in history has ever been so foggy that you literally can't see your hand in front of your face? That's For true. that matter, what area ever anywhere on earth has been so foggy that you can't literally see in front of you. That's that's, that's a horror movie trope I don't approve of. It's not realistic. Anyway, continue. So, so now we get a series of one-star Yelp reviews on mm-hmm. the big screen, Yeah, which I thought was a, an interesting choice. Yeah. Like, they're definitely not helping him out here. They're egging it on. Of course. Oh. It shows I, just how little they care about how... They're above that. I know, I, mean, really. I know. Why am I surprised? But there's still an element of like, oh, that actually does suck. Yeah, like, I, do it does. I think Peter sucks? Yes. Do I think that his pizza business should should really struggle because of this? No. Mm. Do I think it's actually going to struggle? No. It's it's th- th- this is the thing. 
it's all meta, right? You're like, <laughs> yes, sure, they're dissing his pizza place on the show, but do you know how much other pizza places would pay to For have their press. pizza dissed on Men Tell All? Yeah. And if I had have- a pizza place, I would pay... $50,000 to have my pizza dissed on Men Tell All. Well, especially with how this wraps at the end of the episode. Yeah. You're, no, you're making a good point. Maybe I should feel less bad for him. All publicity for a pizza place is, is good, good publicity. Publicity, All publicity right. for like, you know, a doctor's office isn't always good publicity. <laughs> for a pizza place, it's all good. Unless they're talking about rats or like vermin running around wild. It's, it's a good publicity. He is loving every minute of this. So <laughs> let's not forget that. So Caitlin asks Will if he's even had Peter's pizza. Mm-hmm. And Peter says he has. And then Peter's like, no, you didn't. That was the hotel's pizza. And Will is like, oh, it was in your pizza box. Oh, okay. And I just had to point that out this little exchange because where do we think the pizza box came from? Someone put the hotel's pizza in Peter's pizza box. And I don't think it was Will. We've said before, the devil works hard. The producers work harder. But oh, my God. Yeah. This was a good angle for them. And it it gave dividends. They got what they wanted. (laughs) Yeah. And I do think that there's a sense of all's well that ends well, because even though he got all these one star reviews and everything, at the end of the day, he did bring pizza out. and Everyone's like, the pizza's good. Trust me. He has sold 10 times more slices than he should have as a result of this show. And we're still talking about it right now. We're still talking. As a matter of fact, I'm sort of, I have to be honest, I'm a little hungry right now. And I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of his pizza. So he's doing just fine, in other words. Yes. Okay, so Tasha says, do any of you believe Will had anything to do with these reviews? Romeo made me laugh here with that last one is a little suspicious. It was good peanut gallery. Yeah, the Very one good. about the pool Excellent. water. And the segment culminates with Peter serving Will. Mm. A man comes out and says, you've been served. It's <sighs> really dumb. Yeah, Andy really hated this. It just felt very actory. I actually feel pretty confident that the act of serving him on a national television show in itself <laughs> was an act of defamation, which Will could then <laughs> sue him for. Okay, so moving on now is Ryan. Uh, highlights from his documents are shown on the big screen Mm -hmm. and my favorite one was uh be descriptive on describing things you will be on tv more as dumb as that sounds that is absolutely true (laughs) well described would you say in a nutshell unsurprisingly ryan has excuses for everything i was really hoping that ryan of all people look the martins the jamies am i really expecting them to behave so differently in this setting probably not but ryan You know, he just had that one episode. Shit hit the fans so fast. It happened faster than any of us could even like we blinked and and he was gone, you know. So I would like to think that Ryan, of all people, would could come back on. He had so little to lose. All he had to say was, yeah, I wanted to be on TV more. Like, sue me. you, You couldn't be more right about this. What he needed to do was fall on what? Mind you, was an enormous sword. I mean, yeah. this is like an Empire State Building <laughs> yes. sized sword. Yeah. But he had to fall right on it, mm-hmm. slowly slide down that sword. That yeah. was his job. His only his job. His only job. And he failed miserably. Miserably. It was so obvious what he should do here. And that is to poke fun at himself. Yeah. Be like, you're all right. I was wrong. Sue me. He Serve would, me. He, fall on the giant sword. And he would get a comic intro edit for paradise and he could parlay that into a serious edit and then suddenly be in coupledom with some big bachelorette yeah, person and has a million next followers, thing you know yeah. he's got half a million followers totally. and all's well that ends well but instead now he's a weirdo <laughs> yeah. huh. it's his inability to poke fun at himself was a was a problem for me here he yeah. went from being potential like maybe he could have charm to just being like oh you actually are that guy yeah that's the thing he showed us his true personality yes it's the humility, the missing humility that mm-hmm. was so needed there. And it would have been so refreshing. The audience, he would have gotten a standing oh ovation. Oh my God. Can you imagine if he was like, you got me. Yeah. I wrote those I'm notes. I'm an absolute moron. Yeah. I screwed up. Yep. My but, mistake was bringing the notes. Yeah. But, I, and even call it out. Be self-aware. Be like, but tune into Bachelor in Paradise because yeah. I'm going to show you. <laughs> totally. Exactly. Yeah, he screwed up. What a missed opportunity. He, the guy clearly is not one to not miss opportunities. He likes to get a good opportunity missed. <laughs> That's his strong point. No opportunity can go unmissed by him. No, no, he likes a good missing. (laughs) Uh, Casey says, you've said multiple times you've never watched the show, but you were on Bachelor Live. 
how does that square up? <laughs> All he does answer. to that was, yeah. No, he's like. <sighs> yeah, like, oh, well, I mean. <laughs> God, it's so lame. You know what it is? Lame. It's I don't lame. use that word often. This was lame. He was lame. He was lame. Except Own it. with, I mean, the best head of hair I've ever seen. Yeah, great hair. Tremendous hair. Pardeep, another person with great hair, says Ryan's only apologizing because he got caught. Mm-hmm. I think we are all agreeing with Pardeep that. Pardeep has his moment in the sun here. Yeah. <laughs> and now we have Martin. Will accuses Martin of having had a girlfriend the whole time. Which means Martin had a girlfriend the whole time. <laughs> Yes, and Martin really sucks. I mean, God, he is so bad at communicating. Apparently the TV does not lie. No, can I read? So this is the script that takes place here. This is amazing. So Martin says, and he's defending himself, remember. Martin says, I did date her before. She wasn't my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And Will says, did you break up with her or take a break to go on the show? And Martin says, yeah, of course. (laughs) the best (laughs) yes or no yes both and will says so of course you did to go on the show because like breaking up with your girlfriend to go on the show is no better than having a girlfriend while going on the show (laughs) temporarily broke up with his girlfriend and martin says we don't have our phones with us how am i with somebody (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like i haven't gotten a text message in three weeks i'm dumping him And then Casey says, Martin, you had a girlfriend. Let's be honest. And then Caitlin says, just to be clear, you did not come on the show with a girlfriend. And he goes, no. And then Caitlin. Brilliant. She's brilliant. She nailed it. She's like, she's right here. That was one of my favorite parts of the entire That was the right thing to say. It was. With good timing. Good for her. So Martin pretty much confirmed that he did indeed break up with a girl to go on this show and had a girlfriend more or less the whole time. He had a girlfriend. Which is totally... 100% 100% not surprising. If I had to place my bets, it's easy for me to say in retrospect, but if going into the tell-all, we were like, okay, one of these guys had a girlfriend the whole time, I think my top three would have been Martin, Ryan, Peter, Chris S. Chris S. <laughs> Basically yeah. the unlikable villains. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Chris S., it is now his time to shine. Rick says that they were roommates in Minneapolis and that Chris had claimed he had better looking women bleep his bleep. I mean, I know what the number one most likely two words is. Okay. I'm not going to say it. Okay. Because it's dirty words. Oh. <laughs> so if it's dirty words, that erases a lot of potential things like clean my dishes, wash my car, <laughs> you know, eat my shorts. True, true. I think eat we're, I think I know what we're looking at, but I don't want to say it's a family show. This is a family show. I like the eat my shorts. That was a good Simpsons callback. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. 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 Recognizing that. Thank you. You're welcome. So Peter tries to defend Chris and Rick quickly says, Peter, nobody gives a shit about your opinion anymore. Mm, nice that was pretty funny this yeah. that was the one moment where i was like the real rick yeah he's in there i swear yeah he, he lays down the smack it's pretty good yeah i like that i just feel like rick has been sort of diluted in his mm-hmm. good boy edit and i feel like there's probably some flavor there that we never really got to see definitely yeah olumide is asked for his thoughts on chris s he gets kind of worked up here about the low iq comment yeah he certainly does yeah wow. I always preferred if someone just less is more. Yeah. Less is I, more. Here's the thing: I love Olumide, and I think he has a high IQ. However, I think the best way to handle someone call, saying you have a low IQ is to just be like nothing. You know, like it's just not worth your time. A half smile and a shake of the head. A knowing smile. Yes. You know, a knowing smile, you know that your IQ is not low. It's a, that's enough. <laughs> a knowing smile can sometimes be more powerful than an entire army charging. Agreed. All right. And now, Jamie, the mm. prized villain he's saved for last. Of course he is. They don't even pretend that they're not saving him for last. I mean, why would they not <laughs> save him for last? <laughs> It's just funny how you called every other villain on this season like a pretend villain. Like you were like, this isn't a real villain. Apparently I mean, producers would feel the same way. I mean, look, people say, oh, we, we don't want villains on the show. We don't mm-hmm. like Jamie. We don't want to see Jamie. 
But in the end, the producers, who I assume are financially incentivized, mm-hmm. chose to make about 20% of this episode about Jamie. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's a good point. Just saying. And they gave him a very villainy soundtrack as mm-hmm. he comes dun, out. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and we get the usual recap about his, his journey. And I, I wrote, this is pretty exhausting and I value my time too much to write everything down. But it can be summed up with his response to Tasha's. This is literally what I wrote, Dad. Oh, good. But it can be summed up with his response to Tasha's direct question about what he meant with what he said on the poetry date, that the guys were beneath him and Michelle was on spring break mode. This was his response. Mm-hmm. So I think there are three pieces to that. The first, saying we're on different levels, right? I will say, just fundamentally, right, no human being is better than another human being. Like, that is so irritating. It is. He's, he's, he's a like master. dividing it up into three parts. Like, it's, it's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Why? Just answer the goddamn question. He's a master of non-answers. He really Martin is. Martin is his, is his student, he is the mentor. He is much better. Martin doesn't know how to do what Jamie oh, does. Oh, Martin is, there's no, no comparison. No. Martin is the master of non-answers. I'm sorry. Jamie is the master of non-answers. Yes. And Martin is the apprentice of non-answers. Yes, but Jamie is, They both fail. They, yeah, they I'm both fail. I'm not giving him credit. No, I'm giving, I, I feel like it's almost an insult to Jamie to call Martin his apprentice. Oh, so you're saying that Martin's so bad at not answers <laughs> that he doesn't deserve to be in the same company as Jamie? Yeah, I feel wow. like Martin. It's hard. What you, <laughs> it's really hard. It's rough. I feel like a key component of Jamie's non-answering mm-hmm. has to do with the like the flowery language leading up to it. Right. Like even when someone asks him a question, he's like, "That's a great question." I got to be honest. Sometimes he he puts me in a trance. Like I don't even know. Maybe I'm like, "Wait a minute, is Jamie making a good point here?" Yeah, yeah. I don't like, even know what's happening. Yeah, I've lost my way. Yeah, I've lost somewhere between the first and third point yeah. that I have to bear in mind and with context. So he kept talking yeah. about context. I, I feel like I'm like, am I at a TED talk or is this guy like a scumbag? I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Anyway, he doesn't answer questions. Yeah. Period. And. Just the distraction. To me, that's distraction. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, fundamentally, no human is better than another human. Well, it's all wool. He's just throwing wool everywhere. Yes. He's like a a sheepskin salesman. (laughs) Thankfully, no one is having it. No one is fooled. Casey Mm -hmm. takes a swipe at Jamie here saying he'd love an answer that didn't take paragraphs and parables to wind around. Very well said. And Rodney says he should just apologize and move on. And this seems to be exactly what Jamie cannot do. He cannot take responsibility. And it's to the point where knowing his story, I can't. That's the problem with with Jamie as a villain versus other villains. We got to know Jamie's backstory very early on, and it has forever colored the way I see his behavior. Right. Me too. Yeah. And so as much as I want to be like, he's got narcissistic traits, he can't blah, 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 and he can't do this. You can't help but have a heart for why he is the way he is. Jamie has the Great Wall of China set up yes. around him. And to be honest, I don't know who Jamie is. I don't think anyone in America knows who Jamie is. And I don't think Jamie knows who Jamie is. I agree with that. And uh, it's hard for me to really hate on him yeah. at all. Yeah, even this segment and maybe... Maybe it's because of the backstory that we watch Jamie with amusement instead Mm -hmm. of distaste. Yeah. Because we always have. Oh, yeah. And I think it is partially to do with the fact that we got to know his story in episode two really early on. So everything he does, you're kind of like. It's um, all grain of salt. It's a giant cube. It's like (laughs) one of those old fashioned, you know, those guys in like the like early 20th century would like take the giant ice cubes and haul them up a walk up. You know, ice used to be what they used to refrigerate things. There was no refrigeration. It was just ice cubes, giant ice cubes. How big? Monstrous, like like t- two square feet of ice. How long ago are we talking? Prior to refrigeration. We're talking like the, ni- the teens, the 20s, I think. I think the first serious, like any sort of meaningful refrigeration happened probably in the late 30s, early 40s. Is it true that refrigeration is just the removal of heat? That is correct. That's it is cool. the removal of heat. When How I learned that, it was pretty that? mind-blowing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. God, the things we can do as humans. Oh, it, refrigeration, by the way, is not just refrigeration, but any air conditioning. Any that, that technique of, you know, taking heat out of the air is the only reason we were allowed to really jump from the Industrial Revolution to this, like, sort of second leg. Yeah. Where we have, like, skyscrapers. You can have skyscrapers. 
Do you, think about it. 110 degrees outside, sunny. You got a skyscraper with no refrigeration. It's literally 200 degrees on the on the 80th floor. All the heat rises. <laughs> yeah. You can't have a tall building. Yeah. <laughs> but more importantly, back to my analogy, the amount the the grain of salt you must look at Jamie with. <laughs> This is like removing from the inception dream right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we came back three levels. Is the size of one of those ice cubes that they would take with those things. You know, not everyone knows what I'm talking about. Those like sort of metal like tongs, those giant tongs that you drag things with. That's the size of salt you need to think about Jamie with. Because he's not just a guy who chose to be a jerk. He's a person who was jerkdom was put upon him yeah and this is the form it has taken mm-hmm. and i'm not saying everybody who is in jamie's shoes ends up like jamie some people rise above it and become the greatest human beings on earth yeah and probably most of them never go on a reality show where oh, it's so that's on damn display sure. for yeah. the world to see that's a and- good point anyway jamie's a complicated character <laughs> yeah. he sucks on the surface i agree mm-hmm. but let's Very always be so. fair with jamie jamie has been through the shit he's been through the shit he has been through the ship shit Shit. Ship. He's been through the ship. He's been through the ship. He's inspected all the chambers and everything's looking good. My mouth was going and my mind was somewhere else and a different <laughs> word came out. Isn't that cute that instead of an, a swear word, the word ship came out? That's the most Canadian thing you've ever done. My mind had moved on. I was like, he's been through the ship. <laughs> okay. PJ. This is, I like this moment of PJs. First, I love PJ. We love PJ. Yeah. PJ literally just, he just, he's like the smoke from his 1985 time machine is still like wafting <laughs> off of him. He's like, oh, I just made it just I, in time. I think you need to give context to that because we never really talked about PJ in our recaps. PJ but literally. But Andy has consistently been saying that PJ is from the 80s in a good way. PJ, I know. I don't know how he did it, but I know he traveled in time from 1985. <laughs> I know it. I know I'm watching you, PJ. How'd you do that? PJ says his issue with Jamie is that they had chatted about who could have said what they said to Michelle. Mm -hmm. And Jamie was like, yeah, man, I don't know who it is. And here Jamie has the gall to say, you never asked who was it. (laughs) (laughs) And PJ says, I mean, do I have to ask? You know what I'm talking about. The fact that this was his response here says so much. Yeah. Like he he will take any, he's like, oh, there's a loophole. There's a loophole. It's like anything you didn't ask anything to take the responsibility off him, the blame off him. It's so transparent. It's like you're in an elevator. You're stuck in an elevator in a building and you're called emergency ready. And it's two people just staying there like, oh man, it's like, and suddenly the elevator smells like shit. And then the guy's like, wow, it really smells like a fart in here. And you're like, meh, I mean, yeah, you're right. It does. It does smell like that. <laughs> it certainly does. <laughs> yeah, you get my point. <laughs> I'm trying to find a way to make it tie exactly, but I don't think it needs to there's be no, tied. There's no need. You know, you get my point. Okay, so moving on, we have Rick's hot seat. During his recap... <laughs> Bless Rick's heart. We like mm, Rick. We, do. we have nothing bad to say about Rick. No, nothing at all. We just find Rick tremendously boring. He's boring. I think there's a Rick that we don't know that's a real freak. Absolutely. Just like that time earlier yeah. where he's like, Rick- Peter, no one gives a shit what you think anymore. That yeah. was a moment where I was like, there's a real Rick. That was where Rick finally became president. Yeah, president. But here, during the recap of his time on the show, Andy, you said, how good was that inside game last night? For anyone wondering, we were playing the Nintendo Switch, oh. the game Inside. Oh it's my. so good. I mean... It's, I've never seen you take to a video game so much. This is, by the way, not sponsored. No. This is so far from sponsored. We actually, the reason we bought this game is because it was it was like 95% <laughs> off. It was like $2. It was insane. So like, apparently bought, no one buys this game anymore. I'm one of those people that on Black Friday goes to the Nintendo store. <laughs> This is why I married her, by the way. So embarrassing. It's amazing. How amazing is that? On Black Friday, I went to the Nintendo store to see the deals, and Inside was 90% off. By the way, Inside is the name of the game. Yeah, Inside is the name of the game. They're worried that you're using that in the. And I literally bought it for like $1.99, and I was very excited about it. And I'm telling you, I have. You have tried to get me into games. You tried to get me into Zelda, which I'm like, it's okay. I I get it. It's like the fact that they made Zelda, the fact that humans made this game is mind blowing. Like, I'm sure if all the effort put into Zelda was put into like global warming, we'd 
like have a temperature regulated planet. We just have like a thermostat. You just be like, oh, what do you want the Earth to be? Oh, let's make it 56 today. Like that's how far we'd be if all the money from Zelda was put into science. And brain power. And brain power. But it wasn't. But anyway, my point is, <laughs> is that you've tried to introduce me to many amazing games. Mm-hmm. And this game is amazing. It, this sounds really sponsored, but I swear it's not. This is not. so unsponsored. You guys should play inside. It's an amazing game. Yeah. I almost feel emotional talking about this is it's an emotional <laughs> experience playing this game. OK, the point is we were very bored. We're yeah. to the point where we were now talking about the video game we played the night before. Well, I started thinking about it. Yeah. And I wrote this relationship, but the one between Rick and Michelle mm-hmm. feels even less legit and meaningful than it did at the time. Like yeah. watching it on the season. Right. Yet there's all these shots of people crying. Mm. Where? I feel like we're watching a different show I or a different no relationship. I have no idea what's going on. Like, you know, the relationship with Rodney, I can be like, oh, that was really sweet. Like, I can see why people are so moved by the Rodney friendship, like yeah. the slash quasi romantic relationship. But with Rick, were we really drinking that Kool-Aid? I don't, I don't know if we were. And people it. were crying. Casey was rubbing his eyes. I kind of think that the moment of Casey rubbing his eyes was taken from a different spot because I just cannot believe that no, anyone was moved to tears it. by this. I don't get it. Uh, Rick says, though, he does make a nice observation about Michelle. He says she listens to understand. She doesn't listen to respond. I thought mm-hmm. that was nice. Oh, absolutely. That's a v- actually very poignant thing to and observe a very someone. underused personality trait or under observed first of all it's an underutilized trait because i think everyone has the ability to do it it's an under traded trait (laughs) how do you i don't even know how to say it's an okay it's an under observed trait first of all and it's also an under executed trait because everyone has the ability to listen to understand and instead of listening to respond but most people under what under existent trait it doesn't exist much like, no, but I think it? I think it's underutilized because it does exist, except pe- and everyone has it in them. Yeah. But most people just don't care to understand. If they do exhibit that trait, which is rare, under exhibited trait, under exhibited. Nice. Thank you. Good job. Well, it took us a while to get there, but <laughs> an, it's an under exhibited trait that is more often not recognized and appreciated. Yeah, and that's why it's under exhibited. Yes, but they don't get rewards. Yeah, yeah. Good for Rick. Wow, that that was was wow. We're chatty this morning. (laughs) Okay, so they discuss his night one gimmick now and Mm. wheel out a platter, and there is a cake shaped like Rick's head underneath it, underneath the cloche. Nice, thank you, Shandies. (laughs) You did it again. And Andy, you said that's the worst reveal ever. I mean, I could have thought of a million things I could have done that were funnier than that. I think my issue was with the fact that the cake really didn't look like him. It didn't look anything like him. I mean, I've seen enough Cake Wars and various cake design shows to know that you can make a cake really look like someone. Yeah. This was not a great cake. I think they had like somebody who was like a Rick lookalike who was supposed to be under that cloche. Yeah. And they backed out at the last second. They're like, oh, shit. <laughs> what, do we, what do we do? Like... A cake. Make a cake. And then they just had like a PA make the cake. And they was like, they didn't know what they were doing. Such a diss to the baker who made that cake. Yeah. A PA a made that cake. It was like the butter contest. It was like a, a guy who was a little better than Olu at the butter contest, which is a spoiler that will be coming up. Okay. So now we get the weirdest, weirdest little uh, moment, a little mm-hmm. intermission, where Caitlin sits Tasha down. And says, I noticed you're not wearing your engagement ring. Can you tell us what's going on in your relationship? Mm-hmm. What the hell was this? How was this appropriate? I felt so bad for the both of them that they were made to do this. Because yeah. let's not kid ourselves. They were made to do this. This was dictionary exploitation. Yes. And never mind also how fresh this was. Yeah. Oh. Can we take a time out? Sorry. Yeah. Remember where you are. I literally have to be so bad. It's coming out of my penis. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like both of them looked bad in this segment. It was ridiculous. Tasha had to, I guarantee you, prematurely talk about the status of her very recently ended engagement, mm-hmm. public, public engagement. And Caitlin had to be the one to sit there and be like, tell us about it. What was the point of that? Other than exploiting love and its ending and the, the ultimate 
and pure commoditization of both love and heartache. And I also, it felt performative. Yes. Me, the whole thing felt performative. It felt, and no, this is, I no uh, offense to Taisha at all. No, or I, I, Caitlin, because or Caitlin. also no, both of them. Definitely not Caitlin. Both of them had to perform. Let's not kid ourselves. No. This, I, is, I, this was a performance. I, it felt like they wanted an exclusive. Yeah. Something to make people stay tuned in for. It's like they knew that this they, tell-all sucked. Yes. And, and they, they were like, oh, but we'll get Taisha to talk about her broken engagement. They packaged it up. They packaged it up, little little breakup, yeah. and wrapped a bow on it, and shipped it off. <laughs> so they did. Uh, I was not into this. No, I wasn't either. It was gross. It's just not the time or the place. It made no sense, because if Taisha wanted to do this on live television, that would show that her relationship was a, was a sham. Yes. If she wanted to do this. Yes. That means she's like, my relationship was bullshit. Let's just make money yeah, off of this. Yeah, if she were able to do this... In, in a way that I think would suit this environment, yeah. it would have made her relationship seem less legit. Yes. They conflict. You can't have an authentic relationship that we're all legitimately rooting for and that had actual legs in the real world and have her, with honestly, within a week, maybe two, yeah. talk about it in front of a live fucking audience. It's so weird. Because we remember Tell All was filmed... Weeks ago. Of course, yeah. Weeks Maybe ago. Maybe two weeks-ish. The point being... No, two weeks This from, was fresh. No, this is... Yeah, this is very recent. Ugh. This is weird. Weird. But not weird. <laughs> <laughs> so Tasha says, All I have to say is that I'm heartbroken, but we tried really hard, and I still love him very much, and I'm not sure what the future holds. Mm-hmm. Was that necessary? Like what, what? What? First of all, what did that really reveal? No, nothing. It really is not the time or the place. It's unbelievable. They're literally like, where can we make the money? Yeah. And let's make it off that breakup. And and the best part is here is poor Caitlin. Oh, poor, poor, Caitlin. poor Caitlin has to say from one broken heart to another and then segues to Rodney's hot Amazing. seat. Absolutely. They made Caitlyn do that. <laughs> that woman's not getting paid enough. No, I don't know what she's getting paid and I know it's not enough. Okay, so now it is Rodney's hot seat time and Tasha suddenly gets up and leaves, because, presumably because she's emotional, mm -hmm. understandably, but also... It doesn't matter. Why whether, did that happen? Whether it's a real response or a stage response or whatever it is, the whole thing is a hot mess. Uh, yes. A disaster. Yes. Like, don't do that. No. <laughs> No, bad ABC, bad, down, put it down, down, good, 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 good. Okay, so now we get Rodney's recap, absolutely zero surprises here. It's like they knew it was boring. Yeah. They knew this was boring. They knew the Rick hot seat was boring. They knew the Rodney hot seat was boring. So they're like, oh, I know. Yeah. We'll make Tasha talk about her broken engagement in between and then have her get up and leave from yeah. being overwhelmed emotionally. I'm going to take it to another level. I think the production warned Tasha. They were like, listen, Tasha, I, I I, hate to be the one to tell you this, but the, the, the mental hall is looking, the, the edit's looking really boring. No, they would never be that honest. And like, I'm not saying we're going to make you do this, but it's we're, we're still going through the rough cut. And like, there's a chance we're going to make, make you talk <laughs> about your breakup because it is just like, I mean, total snooze fest. Right? I'm <laughs> sorry. You're under contract. <laughs> Honestly, actually, that's possible. <laughs> She's like, don't, don't make me do that. Do not make me do that. Like, Tasha, listen, you're under contract. This is what you signed up for. Okay, so absolutely zero surprises here. During this segment, I wrote, <laughs> I got up to get granola, and Andy, you started shadow boxing. Yeah, that says all that. we need to know. Okay, so now we have deleted scenes. This, this was the best part, I think, By of far. the entire episode. Yep. We get to see a deleted scene from the Minnesota farm date. With those 90-pound blocks of butter. I can't believe they cut this. Yeah, how did that not make the cut? Uh, the montage of Keisha crashing the guy's rooms. Mm -hmm. I didn't think Spencer's room was that messy. Yeah, he really got thrown under the bus for that. And I mean, he had like a couple of like a pants on the bed and like a shirt on the floor. <laughs> like, who cares? Rodney's shoot your shot. Uh, where he That was that actually was amazing. Cool. And then some actor from the crowd strips and runs around. And it's whisked off by security. This is very strange. And Andy, this is where you said they have bad comedy writers at The Bachelor. I mean, was that the best they got? 
Isn't it funny? They have people coming up with ideas. That's the best they got. That's the best they got. This was this season's version of that girl standing up and wanting to kiss Connor B. Right. But at least that was not outwardly just trying to be funny. It's just unbelievable to me that they're like, oh, well, we need something to happen. How about this? Like, what did that have to do with anything? It was very poorly executed comedy. <sighs> to even call it comedy is too generous. Yeah. Okay, and now we have a preview for Colton's season. And Andy said, <laughs> God, this is the most negative Nancy recap ever, but we really hated this whole episode. Yeah. So after this preview, Andy, you said, oh my God, this looks terrible. Mm-hmm. And I wrote i'm concerned that this is the best they could use that yeah. this is the best they could show well it's like you ever see those previews for the the like a comedy like a yes. movie yeah and, and it's, like, it's so unfunny the, that you're like and that's there's not what a they single chose. joke in the preview yes. that's even remotely funny and you're like how could anyone go to see this yes. movie and i kind of felt that way i don't want to say that because look i mean let's this is the hand that feeds us let's be honest here <laughs> we don't want to we not don't wanna, directly the hand certainly does not feed no, us it doesn't directly feed us. it feeds us it's like we're in like a prison cell and there's like that slot that they shove like stale bread through for like <laughs> it's like 1930s prison like like solitary confinement there's like a moldy piece of bread that you're like here's your meal and they shut it it's like slams the door shut okay but the point is yeah that's a good question <laughs> What were we talking about? Oh, we were dissing Colton's, Colton, Clayton, Clayton's Clayton. season. Yeah. Okay. It just, it doesn't look great. I Look, do I think it'll be entertaining? Sure. Do I think it'll be dramatic? Sure. Do I think there will be tears? Absolutely. It just concerns me that the thing they led with as being like the big cliffhanger for why you should tune into the season is him telling both girls that he had been intimate with them yeah, in front of each other when the only reason he would ever say that in the first place is because a producer told him to. That does not bode well. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You had sex with two different women in two fantasy suites? <laughs> and we also heard him saying, I love you to three three people or something. I got to be honest. If I was on a desert island and I had a TV that only could tune into one thing, and that thing was ABC's The Bachelor. Yeah. And I saw that preview. I may choose to just look at the ocean. <laughs> Watch the waves come in. Watch well, the sun guess who will be watching set. it? Us. Oh, that's right. Yeah, lucky that's a us. Good point. Yeah. And hopefully you. <laughs> <laughs> and there is our not sponsored pitch for the next season of The Bachelor. Oh, okay. So now Becca Kufrin stands in the audience to announce the return of Bachelor Live. We and love Becca. Yeah, we love Becca. We love Fecca. We love, oh, we Tekka. love Thaka. Thaka, And, Thaka, and yeah, Bachelor Live. Don't know nothing to say about that. I no. think that'll be great. She did. I, I have to Becca be can do no wrong. Becca so. executed that shameless sponsored. Yeah, but she, isn't it amazing how she manages to do something like that without ever seeing? She, She's perfect. She knows how to do that. Artful. Artful. I didn't feel sold. No. I didn't feel cheapened. She was like talking to friends. She's like, yeah. by the way, Bachelor Lives going yeah. on. We'll be coming to cities near you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, I want to go to that. Yeah. She basically was like saying, like, if you don't like Bachelor Live, I totally get it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But if you do, it's going to be fun. <laughs> I think it'll be fun. Like it was like 100% real. It's not easy to do that. She's good. She is good. Okay. And we're not being biased, by the way. I'm being I've biased, always felt this. But way. I also think she's good. <laughs> Okay, so now Michelle arrives. She looks radiant Mm. in this Mm strong-shouldered velvet number. Oh, yeah. For my fashion lovers out there, yes, I would have preferred a ponytail with that (sighs) neckline. However, she looked stunning. Mm -hmm. I loved this choice of dress. It was bold, different, looked great. Very bold. So she has predictably lovely exchanges with Rodney and Rick. Mm Mm-hmm. And Andy, here you said so many ways to say the same thing. <laughs> and now we have Jamie. So he predictably leads with compliments. Mm-hmm. And Andy, you said here, he always sounds like he's giving a business presentation. I mean, doesn't it's he? It's true. And they get talking about this coaching role. He says yeah. that he was attracted to her, being a coach for other people, building people up. And she says that since he brings that up, Being in a coaching role means you're lifting people up even when they're not around. 
And she says, I don't know how you can be so comfortable and quick to preach positivity when that's not what you're showcasing 100% of the time. I'm not seeing any responsibility. Yep. The crowd goes wild here. And... <sighs> <laughs> true it's like i'm not seeing any responsibility (laughs) it's like literally the same level of applause if a guy hits like a bottom of the ninth (laughs) world series winning home run (laughs) the bar is low the bar is low the bar bar is very very low So Jamie says, if anybody feels hurt by the words that came out of my mouth and here, Caitlin has an amazing reaction. She's Mm. like, oh, my God, like she can't handle it. And he says, I apologize for that. And things go around in circles here. Michelle finally says his quote unquote apology puts it on the other person like they're at fault for what you said for having Mm. their reaction. I love that she made it this specific. I mean, she's a real school teacher. She She, really cannot get away with. I love it. Yeah. Because his apology, if anybody feels hurt by the words that came out of my mouth, I apologize for that that's not an apology you can never ever use if. in an apology yes if you are apologizing and yeah. you use the word if it's the same thing as saying that being said <laughs> that being said cleans the slate whatever you said before doesn't matter anymore it's gone oh is it kind of like saying no offense but yeah exactly there's <laughs> that's another good one very yeah. good but but you cannot use if in an apology mm-hmm. you cannot yep So she says, I believe in being respectful at all times. A relationship is never going to survive if you base it on having to do that and always having to backtrack. Mm -hmm. I choose to be either by myself or to be with somebody who respects me even when they are upset with me. Mm -hmm. She's so good. She's good. She's too good. She's too good for this. Yeah. Yeah. She's too smart. She is too good She doesn't fall for any of this stuff. Yeah. And Jamie, it's, you know, it's like she taught him. Mm-hmm. She schooled him here. I don't know if he learned, though. No, because he after all, like we're talking 20, 30 minutes of Jamie Ness. Yeah. The only time he really apologized without any caveats, without any ifs, ands or buts was after she said this. It's like he needed to be taught by the I, school teacher. I, I mean, he was beaten to near death. I mean, <laughs> he was his dying words. He was like, oh, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> over well he does apologize and michelle because she's such a queen says Mm -hmm. jamie thank you for your apology it really felt like school teacher mode yeah it was amazing she didn't punish him further she wasn't like yeah thanks she was like jamie thank you for your apology it's like this is how you learn to behave in the world you can leave the tension and go home now yes it was really lovely how she did this she did not punish him no for everything before that she just accepted the apology as it was And there was a sweet moment here where they opened the floor up to the other guys and PJ, PJ. our friend from 1985. He's got to get back to his time machine. Yeah, yeah. He only has like two hours. Like, you got to get back. You won't be able to make it to 1985. (laughs) Things are getting weird here. These recaps are getting weirder and weirder. They are, aren't they? They are. But we're recapping a recap. So this is innately weird. It's not weird. getting weird. This is, yeah, no one's is. is no yeah, are you guys really ever... expecting top tier recapping from this? Yeah, come I on. Mean, come on. This is, we can this only is do bonus, so much. This is bonus material that happens to fall on a regular time slot. Yes. It's a bonus material. Yes. So, yeah, there's a sweet moment with PJ where he commends Michelle for how she has used her platform. Mm-hmm. And he thinks a lot of little black girls look up to her. I thought this was so He's sweet. Right. He is. right. And now we have Martin. We're off to a great start when he says, we did have a lot of miscommunication and misunderstandings in our relationship. We. We We did. Yeah. That's his get out of jail free card. It is. I think he goes through life being like, oh, you misunderstood me. Oh, it's all these misunderstandings. Well, that's the thing. It takes two to tango, but Martin's alone in the dance floor. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Well done. Thank you. Uh, he claims he has found his soulmate and treats her like a queen. Yeah, he found he just 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 a side note. He did happen to find her before he went on the show. But that's not important. Uh, that is actually hilarious. If you think that it is the same girl, how is treating her like a queen breaking up with her to go date someone yeah, else on TV? A, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, who can forget when Prince Philip famously told Queen Elizabeth <laughs> that he was going to go 
you know, see another woman for a while. On TV. Yeah, on, on TV. Yes. And um, see what happens. And circle back. And circle back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a famous story. And then look at them now. He's 90 <laughs> something and she's 90 something and they're still together. Um, one yes, second. Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Michelle says treating someone like a queen means actually listening to her and not calling out her trauma as being immature. <laughs> I like the way that's the definition of treating a girl like a queen. Oh, like you true. can do whatever you want. Just don't call out my trauma. <laughs> I love how she holds him to this though, because I feel like he wanted to just skim over everything and be like, well, I treated you like shit, but I found my soulmate now yeah, and exactly. I treat her great. Yeah. <laughs> Except for going on the best right? Yeah. yeah. It, but it just felt like he was just trying to skim over everything and be like, just trust me when I say I learned my lesson. All I can say is after the, this, this whole season and the men tell all, I trust Martin implicitly. <laughs> That's my sarcastic face. Uh, so he apologizes and she graciously accepts. And then we have Chris S. next on the apology train. Mm-hmm. It's the apology receiving line, really. It is. It, you're right. It's like a wedding. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this was if this felt like a formality because she is beaming at him. She's just smiling at Chris. Oh, yeah. She says that he was full of surprises and she says, thank you. It definitely has a different tone to the other ones. And then Michelle is asked if there's anyone that she felt she sent home a little early. Mm. And she says, Olumide. Mm -hmm. She was really moved and and she connected with him. And she says she wished she had more time to explore that. It's always weird to me when people do this. Like it's, I don't like it when they talk about it like it's musical chairs. I'm sorry. Yeah. She just really liked Olumide. It's not that she wished she had more time to explore that romantically. No, she just liked him. Yes. She liked Olumide. Yes. As she should. I like Olumide too. Yeah. I think everyone likes Olamide. No one doesn't like Olamide. No one doesn't like Olamide, except... Martin. Martin. (laughs) Okay. And, oh, and Chris S. Chris S. But I think they honestly, even they kind of like, I kind of wish Olamide liked me. Chris S.? Yeah, I think both of them are like, I wish Olamide liked me. I feel bad about it. Like, they'd want to like Olamide if Olamide liked them. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So she even didn't they, like them first, and so they were just retaliating. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't like Olamide is just bitter that Olamide doesn't like them. <laughs> yes. And Olamide, because he's Olamide, thanks Michelle for teaching him to go above and beyond for a woman, and that uh, she taught him to show his emotional side in his relationships. God, is there is there is there any dark side to Olamide? No. Is it like I like Snickers bars late at night? <laughs> <laughs> Very late. <laughs> Too late. Okay, now we have our bloopers. The highlight for sure is Joe saying that Ryan seems to be rubbing people off the wrong way. <laughs> the best. That was the best. That was that was my that was it. That MVP was moment. Yeah, that was it for me. That's great. No comment. We can't make fun of something that is so funny. Already. It was pure comedy, but yeah. he completely did not mean to say that. <laughs> yeah. And now uh, it's the end. Peter brings out pizza for everyone. Mm. And Andy, you said, ah, the final plug. <laughs> and Peter and Will bury the hatchet here because according to you, Andy, you said this. The way to Peter's heart is to tell him his pizza isn't bad. Apparently. That's yeah. all it takes. Yeah. And is that lawsuit now that's, that's yeah, off? I guess it's so. Been, uh, dismissed? I mean, this was just such a perfect arc that I wonder if the whole thing was staged. I kind of wonder too. I and I'm not usually feel... that person that's like, that was staged. Like, usually I think things are provoked. Like, you, you provoke certain reactions. I don't think that they're like, oh, bring this actor in to serve him. And right, then right. the pizza. And then, and then this will happen. And then they'll shake hands. Right. And then... It'll be a given that he's not serving him. You know what I mean? But this felt very. Yeah. I feel like it was it was a broad staging. It was just like you guys are going to be fighting. But Mm -hmm. at the end, you're going to make up. So get there. No, I don't know. I am torn because their fighting did seem really authentic. Does it really matter? It doesn't. I'm wasting my breath. Yeah. Who cares? Okay. And Andy, your final observation here Mm. was it's a real waste of box to have a box per slice. Yeah. What's with the box per slice? That's like it's probably using like two times, at least twice as much cardboard. We live in a country that doesn't care about such things. If I got a pizza, one slice of pizza in a pizza shaped box, I would tell the person behind the counter, I was like, this is wrong. (laughs) <laughs> this is a, this is not good for the, for the world. I like that about you. You yeah. would do that. I definitely would. It's just shocking to me. Yeah. Okay. And then it's the credits and Michelle and Rodney still know their handshake, proving mm. to us all that you were right all along and they will be friends for life. 
Okay, that was torture. I would like there to be less men tell all. I'm sad. I used to love tell-alls. They used to be good, I swear. You guys who have been watching a long time like me, please tell me I'm not crazy. Tell-alls used to be good. I want to see a good tell-all. I vaguely remember that I've sat and watched an old tell-all with you, and it was mildly entertaining. (laughs) Yeah, in the old days, you would get someone going up there and being like, yeah, I, wow, I I watched myself, I'm embarrassed. Like, I, I don't feel that way. The, the environment got to me like I, I apologize. You know, they just they're just they just are a different person. And you're like, oh, that's who you are. That's really cool. You know what, the, you know what the, it is? And it's not these guys fault and it's not production's fault either, to be honest. It's people. People have become less real. They're less willing to just be real. Vulnerable. Oh, God. Don't <laughs> do that to me. No, but seriously, like no, just say what's say the thing that actually happened. Just be yourself. Have some humility. Be willing to take a risk, you know, and be vulnerable <laughs> and just uh, tell it like it is. No, I think you've got a good point. I think there is an element increasingly of just people being uh, people doubling down. Yeah. It's like you don't like me. That's your fault. That's your problem. No one likes I, that. I, yeah. Like maybe I was wrong about something, but you also did this. Like it's always yeah. like, oh, you did a shitty thing and therefore my shitty thing is yeah, they're just playing to like the 5% of people who are like, yeah, you go tell him, Jamie, you, you were right all along. There's like, that's not, it's not worth it. Just be real. You know, you feel, you know, you feel like you did something wrong. Yes. You know it. Yes. And let us know it. And we'll <laughs> like you more. For it. <laughs> that's the thing. I think that that's what got me about this tell all. I think you just distilled it down to my problem with it, which is that the people who are likable are boring mm-hmm. in this season. Yep. And then the people who aren't likable, there was no journey where you're like, ah, there you are. I you agree. know, we'll like you more for it. I wanted to like Martin, Chris S, Peter, and Jamie more. And I didn't like a single one of them more by the end. Ironically, the person who I probably liked the most was fucking Peter. Simply because he was like, can we bury the hatchet? Yeah, I have to say, Peter did redeem himself at the end. I although mean, there's a lot he of did it for his, and even that, there. it's for his pizza business. It's for his pizza. I, I'm not giving <laughs> that to you. So, Andy, maybe we'll start a tradition to make things a little more interesting with these tell-alls. Mm-hmm. Who was your MVP of this tell-all? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I did not think of this. I know. Um, hmm. Let's see. I would have to say PJ. <laughs> I agree with that. He actually challenged Jamie on a situation he was a part of. And he was the the voice of reason. He's Mm -hmm. like, I shouldn't have to ask you that. It was obvious based on context. Every single thing that came out of PJ's mouth was real, was honest, Mm -hmm. and was interesting. Yep. And why? Because he literally came from 1985. (laughs) Back when times were better. Yeah. It's It's not even, I'm not even giving him credit. He's just from another time. Okay, so my MVP, and this might be a controversial choice, but I thought Casey created a great deal of entertainment for me. Angry Casey. Angry Casey. Casey has a lot of rage. Yeah. But in general, I think he stands for the right things. He's mm-hmm. annoyed by the right things. Yeah, he's really And annoying. do we think he's a little bit, does he go hard on that? Maybe. Yeah. He, he said a lot of good things. I have to say, nothing he said I disagreed with. Exactly. So... Casey, I feel like he managed to be the good guy, but also still have like flavor. That's yeah. what I'm lacking. Yeah. Like from from Rick, from Rodney. Look, they're nice guys, but I'm lacking flavor. Can I tell you something? What? If someone said to me right now, you got to spend 12 hours locked in a room, nothing to do except talk to one man, PJ over Casey. <laughs> Wait, it's not a competition of our MVPs. I want to be stuck in a room for 12 hours. Oh, with that's PJ. a tough question. Who would you want to be stuck in a room for 12 hours with? Now, this is that's actually a way better question than MVP. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's think All about right, this for a second. Let's think about this. Yeah. Let's think about this. I mean, Romeo really is well Romeo read. is up there for me. Yeah. He's... Even with the frosted hair, <laughs> I'll overlook it. Yeah. He's, he's smart. And yeah. I, I thought he had a, a funny moment. I think this. we could have some good chats. Yeah. So, Romeo. I, I think I would enjoy chatting with Casey. Yeah. He's a little Casey bit older, yeah. wiser-ish. Casey, vocal. Romeo, PJ, they're all up there. Okay. 
Okay. Anybody else? No, I think we can move on. Oh, don't forget Word Watch Word for next week. Yeah. Clarity. Clarity. Episode eight. Mm-hmm. So keep submitting your guesses below here. I'm sure we'll get some angry e- emails and YouTubes of people who didn't listen to our last episode saying like, they said clarity twice in the mental <laughs> all. No, 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 no. We said episode eight, not mental all. We did. So episode eight, clarity. You can continue to submit your guesses mm-hmm. and we will account for all of them. Yes, we will. And anything else, Andy? No, I think I'd like to get to the next episode as fast as possible. All right. Then that's a wrap. Yes. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you can keep Dear Shandy in business by liking, subscribing, hitting the notification bell, following us on Instagram, telling your friends, leaving us Apple podcast ratings and reviews. That one is huge. Mm -hmm. And in general, doing all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. And on that note, that's a wrap. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this recap of a recap. We did our best. (laughs) We'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.